You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And it's Alex. And it's Al Mooney. Hello. And we are not drinking bourbon. Not today. Because but we are filmmakers. We are filmmakers. <laughs> well, we're filmmakers and software developers. Yes, because we are here with a very special guest. You got it right. Adobe. Hello. I'm, can I just say how extremely disappointed I am that we're not drinking bourbon? That's the only reason I signed up to this podcast. At like 10 in the morning, I'm drinking bourbon. Awesome. So it's a shame. So well, it is like one back home. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, so I've already had one today. So. We are super excited. NAB is crazy, like we've been bringing you guys from the floor yesterday. Yesterday, we tried to tackle it together. Uh, today, we're breaking up, except for the first big one this morning with Adobe. Uh, we're going to go our separate ways, and we're going to see what's out on the floor. Is that right, Alex? That is correct, but first got to do this one. Oh, absolutely. We, this, is a, this is a big dog. This, this is a is big deal. Very special to us. All of our filmmakers use Adobe. All of our listeners much. are basically using Adobe. Yeah. So People it's are uh, they're talking about the other companies as if they're not relevant. Not <laughs> That's very true. That's yeah. true. So that's we what wanna, we're yeah, hearing. We want to get some insight. We want to So see let's what's get next. right to it. Let's kick it off with our listeners' most used program, Adobe Premiere. What's new? What's hot? It's NAB. Go out. Uh, wow, God, you guys are really exciting. Um, so uh, uh, excitable. I don't know what. Uh, loads of new stuff this year. So whatever, every NAB we do what we call a reveal. We kind of show what's coming. Um, in Premiere Pro, there's a whole host of new features. One of the big things we're doing this year, this kind of a new thing for us and a bit different is we are, and it's not so sexy, but it's really important to people's workflows is we've got new media management functionality. Yeah, so about that. So we always used to sort of just let people kind of do that themselves and it sort of worked for a long time. You know, it's just like, just import the file and just leave it where it is. But you, I mean, you mentioned your, your particularly your users use a whole slew of different cameras. Everyone's shooting these really large files now. Yep. So being able to manage them is just really important in a workflow. So features that allow you to easily copy media from 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 camera media, also generate proxies so you can work on like much lighter weight devices and sync back to full res. Yeah. That whole thing. What's cool about it is it's it's really utilizing media encoder. Which I always used to call media encoder like the Trojan horse. It's like it's like <laughs> this extremely powerful tool that everyone loves. And yeah. actually, back in the day, in the sort of CS5 day when we maybe didn't quite have the editing features, people used to buy the suite for media encoder. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing. And now and now media encoder is just doing a lot more in the workflow. So that's that's one thing. We Great. are on the kind of bleeding edge, we think, of the VR side of things, which is really exciting. We're Everybody kind of, wants the VR. <laughs> It's like every day there's a new announcement of a camera, and I don't know how many of them will survive. Am I allowed to say that? It's like, there's a, yeah, there's a, we've got that. enough VR cameras now, guys. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, everyone's, it's really weird. It's like we're, we're cautious with new tech like that. Right? We need to be, right? We were really cautious with stereo, for example, stereoscopic, and I'm glad we were. We didn't put a lot of uh, work into that, and it didn't really happen. Yeah. Um, VR, though, I just couldn't ignore it anymore. It was like it was getting to a stage where I was getting five to ten emails or calls a week from people saying, what are you doing in VR? And we couldn't avoid it. We, we, we were discovering that lots of our users were doing it already. They were just bringing in, like, stitched frames, equi-rectangular frames, and just editing them. That's not a particularly delightful experience. Right. So we're helping them out now. So now you can bring those equi-rectangular frames in, but you can go into a VR viewing mode, click-drag around just like you could in the sort of YouTube Facebook. Let's, let's stick with these two right now and dig a little deeper. Feel so free. let's go back to workflow. So the idea here is to get it to be more efficient, more lean. You talked about working with proxies. Yeah. Anything else that's going to be a game changer for the user? You know, these filmmakers, you know, 
remember they've got a learning curve. You know, they got a you know they've got a they got to work. And so is this gonna you know is it gonna be a big learning curve for them to to be more efficient? How much do they got to invest to get the benefits of this new workflow? Oh, it's really complicated and confusing. There's a whole new uh, <laughs> no. It's really simple. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to make features as difficult to use as possible. No, I'm joking. Um, no, it's very very straightforward. You basically go up. And it's like a new preference. It says ingest settings. You check the button that says ingest. And literally, you pick from one of four options. It's copy, transcode, copy, and create proxy, or just copy. Uh, was that right? That sounded wrong. Something like that. There was at least four. Yeah, that was, there was, <laughs> I, 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 may have, I may have said one twice. We'll, we'll go back and change it. Uh, but no, it's really very simple. You, it's very preset-driven. We'll ship with a bunch of presets that just say, you know, basically, what, what we think people need to do is put your full res media here on your fast disk and know that it's an accurate copy of what was on your camera. That's pretty straightforward, right? Mm -hmm. Just check it, make yeah. sure it's safe and, 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 and correct. And then make smaller versions and put them somewhere where you can just use them. One of the templates will ship, uh, sort of guides you to put your proxies in your Creative Cloud files directory, which we think is really cool. Mm. Because that means that, you know, because of Creative Sync, you'll have your media wherever you want. And then right. whenever you come back to your full res, you know, you've got access to it. Yeah. You can also do things like, when you're ingesting media from camera, start editing it right away, and it'll automatically switch to the copy in the background. So it's as transparent as we could possibly make it. It's one little preference, but it does change the way you deal with it. Is it going to affect uh, playback at all? Like, you know, when you're ingesting 4K or large content, you know, from a red or whatnot, a lot of times, depending on your machine, you might have to drop the resolution down to a quarter. You're basically doing 8-bit editing, uh, you know, as far as your monitoring. I mean, what kind of... What's it going to do with playback? Or that's, I mean, that's the whole idea, right? Is if, if you're working with really heavy 8K, HDR, HFR, all the things that make media big, yeah, you want to make you want to retain that quality throughout the workflow, but you don't necessarily always want to or even really need to be playing back every single pixel of every frame. And if you right. try to, even on the fastest machines today, you're asking, you're just asking a lot. So if you can easily switch to a 720p, be creative. You know, you all the looks are gonna are gonna come across. Everything that you do creatively will will look and feel the same. You're just working with a lighter weight file, and then when you need to create that high quality output, or when you need to do some critical grading or whatever, single click on a button you get every pixel of every frame again. It just makes it a lot easier and more flexible. That's great. Well, I know our listeners are excited to check that out. Yeah. Let's talk VR. What questions do you got, Alex? Well, I was going to talk about color. And so I was really, the last you know last year, you guys did a lot with uh, the Lumetri panels and the LUTs. And I was super stoked that you guys implemented LUTs and everything. So anything new coming in that color realm? Yeah, so we're, I, think, I think I can safely say you're going to get new color features like... For a long time, we really are very dedicated to bringing color to editors. It sounds a little bit corny, and I say it a lot, but we know that editors need to be creative with color. It's very important. It's very different. It's a different world we live in now. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't rely on colorists much. It's throughout the whole workflow. You need to be creative. Um, but also, we know that grading applications are kind of a bit terrifying to a lot of people. And you know, we have speed grade. It still exists. You can use it. But 12-way you know, lift gamma gain color correction is not necessarily an intuitive place to be for a lot of people. Is speed grade going to stay around? Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it, yes, I mean, it's staying around right now. What we've been doing with the color team is they've been working much harder on Premiere Pro. We really nice. believe in bringing color to the editor. We want to make color simple as much as possible. And that's a, a recurring theme in everything we do. Let's get you to a point where you can be extremely successful, make very high quality content, but you don't necessarily have to have these very, very, very deep sort of specialist skills. Speedgrade's still available in, in your creative cloud. Uh, you know, if you want it. Yeah. If, if you want it. But <laughs> my, I mean, honestly, being truthful, my hope is that we're getting to a stage where 
you don't need to go to Speedgrade. Mm. And you can, you can be just as successful in Premiere Pro with all these wonderful new tools. Talking of new tools, you like the LUTs. Absolutely. You're going to be very, very happy. We have all of the new uh, linear speed looks from Look Labs. Mm. So you have like 60. I really need to count them every time I forget. It's like 60 plus new looks and they're beautiful single click get you to a very, a, a very, a very good start. Mm. We have new secondaries in the Lumetri panel. That was one of the big things that we knew were missing. So HSL-based secondaries, but you, I, I can't wait for you guys to try them out because it, they're, they're simple. and You, can, you yeah. can be successful very, very, very quickly with the secondaries. And Absolutely. then once you've made your mask, you, the parameters you're using, you're familiar with from elsewhere in Lumetri. So. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, and a lot of our yeah, listeners do kind of do everything. So they run the gamut of... They're shooting wedding videos or they're shooting corporate videos, so they also color, edit, yeah. key, Or they're animate. shooting their own short film, and they just don't have yeah. any budget for a colorist and all that stuff. And, you know, that's it's really nice. I've, so many people have been saying that to me this show, and it's absolutely the theme of what we're trying to do. Yes, you know, there will be specialist dubbing engineers, and there'll be specialist colorists, and that's not going to go away. But I don't think it's going to increase. People need to be able to do everything. They need to be able to work with motion graphics, work with color, work with audio, and be successful quickly. And so... That was what Lumetri was for with color. Look at what we've done in Audition with this thing called the Essential Sound Panel. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. That's Although, you know, those, those, the thing is the filmmaker as the audio engineer, because it's they're, they're, they're these different worlds. Are you guys doing some things like you did with color to make it easier, to make it less of a mystery, to make it like, you know, hey, I don't have to be a mastering engineer to actually get a good content to put out to, to my client. That's exactly what this essential sound panel is for. You're still moving over to Audition to do it. You still have all the power of Audition you know, b behind it. But essential sound is very, very much is inspired by Lumetri, the Lumetri panel. You know, it, it abstracts you from the complexity of the controls, having to learn difficult things. It presents you with easy to understand, intuitive parameters like loudness, which actually yeah. applies a bunch of stuff like compression and noise gating and, sure. and, and, and all of those kind of things. And actually, it's quite fun because you can you can just sort of manipulate one of the parameters, and you can see what's happening, like sort of under the hood, if you will, with all these different effects that are, that right. are, that are whose parameters are changing in conjunction with what you're doing. So, yeah, that's absolutely what we're trying to do. People will still need to be specialists for some things, sure. But let's. I just want to help people. Does the new audition have anything with noise reduction? Uh, there's no new features for noise reduction, but it's got some really awesome features for noise reduction already, and the essential sound panel um, makes them much easier to approach. So you, hopefully more people will be, will be sure. able to do it well. You know? And is there um, any, like, will there be any sort of, like, preset language, like, voiceover? You know, if you're doing a male voiceover, you know, here's a good bass setting, or if you're going to do, you know, some sort of, you know, news, you're out in the, the street, you know, Anything like that that's going to be more like the pedestrian language? Yeah, uh, very much so. So the way the, way the uh, panel works is you're going to have a clip selected just like Lumetri. You basically tell the panel what it is. Is this dialogue? Is it music? Is it effects? Is it ambience? Whatever. And then parameters and presets are presented to you. Lots of P's in that sentence. Um, <laughs> in accordance with what you've picked. Sure. There's another one. So... Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, very preset-driven, very intuitive, based on what you've and told you, this audio is. Have you guys done anything to plus or simplify the workflow between Premiere and Audition, any of that sort of stuff? So last cycle, we did a really big thing, which was we made it, uh, we, we, we utilized the dynamic link technology because you used to always have to render out a new piece of media, which is annoying and takes time. Right. Right, so you generate a new file, and, and then, and then and that, like I say, it takes time. So now that all the video frames are passed from the Premiere Pro project itself, so you don't need to do any video rendering whatsoever. Uh, so that's a, that was a really big change. So. That's great. The other great thing to point out with Audition 
is it's now a client of Media Encoder. So it used to be that if you if you wanted to sweeten your, you know, finish your mix, start in Premiere Pro, get your picture lock done, send it over to Audition, get your audio done. Then you went back to Premiere Pro, married the audio back to the picture, and went to export, which is like a completely unnecessary step. Mm. So now you're in uh, Audition, you've got the real video frames coming through Dynamic Link, you've made your mix straight to Media Encoder for output, so that really speeds the workflow up as well. That's great. Yeah. Man, this is sounding good. What do you think, great. buddy? Well, I mean, it's awesome. It sounds like, uh, you know, where we're talking about a lot of our guys do everything. They edit, yeah. they color, they buy. It just sounds like Adobe is helping kind of expand that middle class of filmmaker and just make everything a little more Yeah, accessible. that's definitely what it sounds like. But speaking of the middle class, I, we've been having a debate on the show. Where does VR thro- land with the middle <laughs> class? It seems like well, sort of a high-end gimmick. Like, I, is it a gimmick? What do you think? Are you in or are you out? I'm I'm in bet- I'm I'm on the fence is the <laughs> truth. Um, like I say, it's a juggernaut. Everyone's doing it. I want and, I, and when and when that number of people say, "Can you help me with this?" I say yes. I, I, that's my job. It, it's I don't think it's a gimmick. I do think it might be a little overly hot right now. I think everyone's talking about it, and it, it, it's going to get to a point where it's going to need to settle down a bit sure. and plateau. It is accessible, however. I, I mean, I have this thing in, in my bag right now. I'll show you if you want uh, um, the little. Um, Rico Theta camera, it's like mm. 350 bucks, not even that, I don't think. And it's not the highest quality thing in the world, but you can very easily capture 360 stills and video. You can edit, yeah, yeah, it's, and, it, and it kind of reminds me of the, I always say it kind of reminds me of the thing in Men in Black, where, it, you know, the yeah. thing that you press to make people forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It may be really, exactly really what that cool. is. And people get really spooked. Well, I took it to, I went to uh, Monterey for my birthday weekend with my wife and I was using it. People look at you really weird, like, what is this crazy yeah. man's device? Anyway, so, so wh- where do you think the industries are going to be? Where do you think this is really going to thrive? I, you know what I mean? That's where I just can't imagine. We've talked about it. We thought, like, child imagine, therapy, yeah. like, scouting locations. Porn. Uh, maybe like military training, you know, I think people are going to try the narrative thing. Yeah. It's going to do two or three times and then people are going to go, the, you know, it's better suited. Somewhere. The coolest thing I've heard yet. We bumped into a, a new friend of ours, the DIY video guy. He's got a YouTube and a podcast. And he mentioned that he sees VR really winning in like the sports arena. Mm-hmm. Imagine if, say, the New York Knicks put a 3D camera on the front row and then you could buy a subscription for your console and so now you are tapping in to get this experience. The, the that was kind of cool. I, I'm not sure about the sports thing because the, 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 for good sports coverage, you need 8, 10, 12 cameras. You need close-ups. You need replays. Mm-hmm. Just be, being in the front row. Yeah, but it would give you the, the feeling of being there. Well, there's that. So, so, going you back know, to, to so you look over to your left and maybe there's Spike Lee or Beyonce. I mean, or that, yeah, and that's kind of cool. The game. CG representation. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so I can tell you. Narrative, I don't think so. I, I don't think people are going to watch movies in 360 with boxes strapped to their Can't face. Imagine. Mark Pedersen was on a panel and said something so funny. It's like, 3D didn't didn't succeed in the home because people didn't like wearing the glasses, and now everyone's just happy with strapping boxes to their face? It's like, <laughs> that doesn't sound right to me. So narrative, long form, absolutely not. I think experiences which are associated with narrative and long form, yes. I don't know if you saw them. I didn't actually experience it myself, but people raved about it. There was a, it was a VR experience that went along with The Martian where you could kind of be on, on where he was. Yeah. And sort of things. So that, I think, associated shorter things, definitely. Gaming is obvious. The, aren't those also called gimmicks? <laughs> yeah, but people love gimmicks. Man. People love a good gimmick. It's called a sales tool. Yeah, my uh, my my wife likes to say there's a, there's a, there's such a thing as a good gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so no, I think things like that. I, I you, scouting, yes, experiencing places you can't guess. Yeah. Look at Chris Milk's TED talk if you've not seen that. 
he nails it. It's like just giving you the the feel of a place that you would never go otherwise. Sure. He was using it in NATO to help people understand these developing countries and problems they have. Like genuinely, actually yeah. quite powerful stuff. But I am... I, I, if, if people are going to watch a two and a half hour narrative movie <laughs> where they have to know where to look to find out yeah. what's happening with a box strapped to their face and then I'm the king of China yeah, yeah. but Definitely. that's not I mean that's the power of filmmaking is you're hey look here hey check this out not hey look wherever you want so. yeah I'll tell you what let's let's transition a little bit to our After Effects guys. Yep. Is that something you, that you can talk about? Sure. All right, so After Effects, what can we look for? I, I've, I've heard some some new things are coming to After Effects. I, I read a couple you know, articles in my uh, senior motion designer back at the shop. Uh, he was excited about what maybe he saw. What are the things that are getting the motion designers real excited? So the really big thing that the After Effects team has been doing for the last two years and will continue to do for some time is making it faster. Every single person who ever uses After Effects, excuse me, that is their number one feature. Yes. It's really difficult. Because you know, when, when we think of like Premiere Pro, it's sequential frames of video that we play back and maybe we add some yep. effects to. After Effects is completely inverted, right? It's a stack, right? Yeah. So every, every Millions frame, of layers. Yes. It's extremely... Comped in other comps in other comps. So what... <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, and that is true, right? And, some, and so... And, but everyone would just like to hit spacebar and everything plays back in 8K perfectly. Um, so that's their real... That's their really big focus. So you're going to see some significant improvements to caching playback performance in this coming release. You're also going to see the beginning of their work to port effects to the GPU. Nice. So things like one of the really obvious and great examples is the Lumetri effect will now be GPU optimized. So Sweet. really Lumetri was there in last release, mainly so that if you had it in Premiere Pro and you dynamically linked, you didn't lose your color because that was kind of bad when that happened. But now you're actually, it's, it's a real working, if you will, Lumetri panel that you can manipulate the parameters just like yeah. you can um, in Premiere Pro. Significant improvements to the integration with uh, with the Maxon stuff as well. So new text extrusion and, and, and real-time performance there. But it, it's, it's very much about making performance better release after release. And I think Every user will really feel a difference. What about character animation? It looked like there was maybe some things. I don't know if it had to do with the puppet tool, but it looked like you guys were pushing some new tools with character animation. Uh, yes, very much so. So character animator is awesome, but it hasn't been the most approachable of products. Um, you, there was a lot of confusing things like naming conventions and so on, and it's, now it's really designed to help you bring a puppet in, identify the parts of the face, and get you to just so much easier for sort of normal people who aren't genius uh, coders to, 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 to operate. Um, there's new support for a thing I always forget the name of, so it's now in, able to be used in live environments as well. We're seeing interesting things hmm. happening there. Very interesting things, which I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> but more and more, I think you're going to start seeing character animator being used in, in certain live environments. Um, and I wish I could talk to you about them because it's yeah. really exciting. Well, there was there was a thing last year at NAB with like live character animation where they had like a fish, almost like a Nemo character, and there was a guy at the mic talking. So that's and always things been the way. Were like I mean, that, that, that totally works. tracking. Absolutely, that works. But what it, it was always designed to be capture, capture and export. It still is capture and export. And actually, going back to Media Encoder, my my second favorite thing, um, character animator now goes straight to Media Encoder as well. So that's good. But now actually designed to support technology, and I'm sorry, I've really totally just always blank on the name of the tech, but making it used in real-world live environments like so that it could be used on live TV, so a character could be driven on live huh. TV, wow. maybe even in performances, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now, they had a thing uh, at Disney where the turtle talks to you, and they have somehow they got it set up where the, the person is behind the, the veil and talking through the microphone, but they're like... 
like oh, right. the, remember they pointed out to my kids and they're oh, like no, um, they're like hey you yeah you with the the purple shirt and crush is like talking and stuff there's a couple of them there's another one pretty in, interesting uh, yeah there's another one in uh, California Adventure where the, it's uh, the Toy Story one I think where Mr. Potato Head put, uh, yeah remember that where he's like yeah. that's like a real yeah that we, that's not character animator but it is cool yeah all right Excellent. awesome well I'm really excited to check out this new media management tools so cool. very cool so awesome. here's here's a here's a question that we got to know though. Yeah. Here's a oh, question yeah, we, we got to know. Three, but we usually yeah. have three, and these are the ones that we're, the people really want to know. First off, what are you watching? What are you guys watching over at Adobe? What are the shows people are swapping and sharing, people are buzzing about? Get us in on the no. My absolute most favorite thing of recent memory, which I will, and I'm just going to give you one because it's so good, is Catastrophe. I can't tell you how wonderful that show is you've got to, it's um, is it a series or it's, a yeah, film? it's on amazon it was a bbc production it's got rob delaney in it okay and an irish girl and it's uh, we, me and my wife are expecting and it's all about an unexpected ours was planned it's about an unexpected pregnancy it's absolute pure delight awesome. every single episode but it's got lots of very 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 bad language in that Great. americans are really uncomfortable with no so, we love it but it's so good i can't recommend it enough awesome catastrophe all right so make that sure you guys fantastic. check that out all right yeah. the next question yeah so uh what are you drinking what's kind of your one of your favorite <laughs> bourbons what's one of your favorite do you guys drink bourbon i mean I, I so i have a bit of a reputation for being a big fan of jack daniels actually ah. I, which i know isn't the sort of finest highest quality yeah. bourbon I, was, I had a couple of Gentleman Jacks last night. I would choose that if I can. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I really like it. You bourbon. like it. You and mm-hmm. buy them. All right. Well, now, cool. do you know the difference between bourbon and whiskey, my friend? I know that it tastes different. I don't know if I could define it. So, Jack Daniels is not a bourbon. Is that true? It's a whiskey. So, to oh, be a bourbon. Really? To, I've just embarrassed myself. No, to be a That's bourbon, fine. technically, has to have 51% corn mash. Uh-huh. Has to be made in the United States. Yep. And it has to be uh, aged in a single oak barrel. A new sing- white oak Yeah, for barrel. a minimum Charred of, uh, was it 36 months? 36 months. Doesn't it, doesn't it claim to be bourbon on the label? No. no it says uh, Jack Daniels is Tennessee whiskey. Oh, man, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> it's so, all good. It's yeah. like bourbon's un- you know, younger brother. It's it okay. is. And so it's what, still so good. So what's your favorite bourbon? What's the best, what's the well, best bourbon I could go and drink there's after no, this? There's no Best bourbon. All right, but give me, your, uh, give me a, a Okay, favorite. so here's a, one to try tonight. One of, the, one of the bourbons that we've had on the show, the friends of ours, tastes really great, is Four Roses Single Barrel. Okay, I have had Four Roses once. I thought I found it a little bit sweet, but I'll try it again. Well, bourbons, very, very much that's so the difference, yeah. and that's the other difference between bourbon and whiskey. Okay. Bourbons are going to be more sweet. So maybe I don't like bourbon. You might not like it. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. yeah, you might not like it. You might be more of a, a whiskey scotch guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. my dad's definitely a scotch guy, That's how, and, and, I, and I kind of... Yeah, but I would say uh, I would say a good one to try. Um, you're out tonight. A good one is I would say go with Angel's Envy. Okay. Angel's Envy's good. Or um, who else? Woodford or yeah. Knob Creek or Woodford Double Oak. Knob Creek. Yeah. I did like that. All right. Okay. So there's some good ones out there. Okay. Final question. Yeah. The absolute final question is what are you excited about? This could be an Adobe product. This could be something else out there. It could be a show. Uh, what can it be? Completely unrelated to what? whatever you want. Absolutely. My forthcoming child. Nice. In September, I, I can't believe it, and it's real. And also, secondly, um, I, we, we have our 20-week scan on for, uh, Friday. We're going to find out what sex it is and make sure it's got the right number of organs and all those <laughs> things and the right number of toes. And then the following day, we're going to Maui for 10 days for our last holiday before having a child. Oh, and man. quite frankly, I'm counting the seconds. As much as I love That's NAB, it, man. I'm counting the seconds. That's, That's great. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, thanks, Al, so much. You guys yeah. have been great, and uh, our listeners, I know, are going to be super excited to hear this content. Absolutely. And if we maybe, a- maybe we can get you guys throughout. we got 52 episodes a year. My guess is maybe we could get Adobe back on the show. Call in or something. Is that yeah. a, can we get a verbal commitment now 
for Adobe to come back on the show I sometime. I formally commit for Adobe to come back on the show as many times as you like, but there oh, will great. be drinking. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Sounds good. All right. All right cheers, great. mate. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. <laughs>